this week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Thank you, Lord. worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to stay in an attitude of worship for a moment. I said there a few moments ago when we interrupted worship for that word that we were going to keep worshiping until something broke or something broke for someone. Somebody said to me the other day, he said, I, he said, I wish I could have what you have with God. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, you can have what I have when you're willing to do what I do. They, they were meaning the kind of faith that I just believe God for the biggest and the greatest and the smallest. God is calling the church to a place of intimacy. God has been trying to draw the body of Christ in. And I'll tell you, there's, there's a whole lot of people that are just rejecting it for cookie cutter religion. Let me get you in and get you out. Anybody else remember the days where we did Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? Don, I know Don, you remember. Prayer meetings and and I mean, people were hungry for God. We get millions of views online, but God forbid, they have to warm a seat. God is trying to call the body of Christ. The reason we're not seeing the things of God is because we're not willing to do whatever it takes. We, we want from God what, what is, we just want to give God what's easy. What's easy, we'll come into God and we'll throw what's easy in an offering. We'll throw our worship of what's easy, not what's, not what's uncomfortable or complicated. Some of my greatest worship is when I have the ability to get off the piano and just jump or dance before God. And people think I've lost my mind, but the reason I can have a relationship with God the way that I do and I can believe in it is because I've seen Him do the impossible. I've seen through my worship how he has done miraculous things in my life and my body. Don, you were there years and years ago whenever I was down with my back, I believe, and came in, could barely move, and got up in the middle of a service and started jumping and believing God for a healing. Everyone in that place thought I had lost my mind. Some of the, some of the most spiritual people said he's going to paralyze himself instead of them seeing that I was just too desperate to be denied. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I, I thought, God, if you're not going to show up, I'm going to make you see me to show up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I thought, God, I'm just too desperate to be denied. There was a woman in the Old Testament that they thought she was so desperate for God, Ramona, they thought she was drunk. She was wailing and crying and worshiping before God so much so. This is the Old Testament. This is before uh, the day of Pentecost. So if everybody th thinks we're a bunch of Pentecostal fanatics and that wants to send me your notes online about tongues and all of that, just keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear it. This was way before Pentecost, and yet she was having such a fit because of what she knew and who she knew that God was and, and the power and the presence of God that the, the people thought that she was drunk. And she wasn't drunk. She was just too desperate to be denied. She, she said, I need God to move in such a way that I, I'm not going to stop worshiping until he does move. I'm not going to stop believing and crying out because I know in whom the God that I serve. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? God has revealed to you and I so many times in so many ways of how big he is, how awesome he is. And, and what he really wants from the church is pure, unadulterated worship. 
I believe some of our best worship is when we can even get off the instruments and somebody can just begin to worship God. Some of my best worship is here on a Wednesday morning during prayer time at 11 o'clock when none of us are on the instrument, but we're just worshiping, praying, and praising God. I don't need a keyboard or a Hammond B3. The Hammond B3 is sitting up there in storage, but I don't need it to praise God. I don't need a drummer to praise God or a guitar player. My praise comes with, from within. Deep calleth out to deep. I'm saying all that to say there is a cry that needs to come from the church that if you and I want to see God move, there's, there's a cry that has to come from us. That's why Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call unto me. Call doesn't mean pick up the phone and call 911. The word call literally means a shout, a loud cry. Most churches you go to, they wouldn't know a shout if it slapped them in the face. They can go to a Steeler game and shout. They can go to Chippendales and shout. Oh, you church people do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll go to the dumb stuff and shout. But when it comes to church and God of all gods and creator of all things, God who hung the moon and the stars, God who, who spoke life and breathed life and, 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 and all of the things that we enjoy, and, and, and yet we, 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 we dare not give God a praise. I think we've forgotten just how awesome and how big he is. And yet we get into such a tight place. And when we, instead of believing God, we come up with a plan B. I'm telling you, instead of us believing God, I I have certain financial miracles sometimes in life, uh, Sister Gloria, and I have no choice but to believe God. Not going to take a loan. This entire ministry functions when when people hear what our budget is. I got a pastor, pastors a big church across town. Our budget outdoes theirs, and they've got hundreds and hundreds of people. Because we're a people of faith. And I know that every time I stand in a place of need, every time right now in an area of my life where I need God to move, that I know that, that, that all I have to do is praise Him. All I have to do is remind God that I still know who He is. That I believe that you're my healer. That I believe that you're my portion. That I believe that you're more than enough for me. And when I do that and I get before God, you know, it melts His heart. That, that's like when a child looks up at their dad or their mom after they did something wrong and they say, Daddy. There, there's nothing that'll melt my heart more than when my little grandbaby will look up at me and he tries to reach those little arms up. It don't matter how bad he's crying, but when he just reaches those little arms up, that's what it is when you and I begin to praise and, and worship God. It's like you are lifting your arms up towards your daddy and saying, Daddy, I, I know I haven't done it all right, but Daddy, I need you. I still believe that you are my daddy. I still believe that you're my healer, my portion. I still believe that you're all that I need. I'm saying all that to say there is a a praise and there is a cry that needs to come from the body of Christ. There there is that. There there is a praise and a cry. The the reason that revival broke out, that that broke out in those college campuses, and yet man started to shut it down because they didn't know what to do with it. When it, when it started getting out of control and got to places where we couldn't understand it, Pastor Don, what they do? They shut it down. Because we want to explain everything. Because we have to make all the fanatics watching online and on TikTok and that understand when someone starts moving in tongues and people start getting raised out of wheelchairs and when man couldn't have all the answers, he said, oh, enough of that. Instead of realizing that sometimes some times I just come into the house of God and I'm just so hungry to see God move. I have such a need that only God could understand. Some of us know what it is that we, when we have a need that we, we know I'm, I'm believing that only God can move in this area. And so I'm going to praise him until he does move. They marched the walls of Jericho and shouted and he moved. On and on, consistent through Scripture, it was praise that moves the hand of God. It is when you and I get outside of our comfort zone and we don't accept the circumstances that we are in, but instead we change circumstances by giving God a praise and honor and glory that He deserves. And so I'm reminded today that we need to remember who He is. 
I wanted to, I wanted to be able to continue the, 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 that series, the same God. The same God we read about in Scripture is the same God that we are worshiping today. The same God that we're believing to wreck our city. Are you hearing me? I mean wreck our city. Wreck our city. The same God that, 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 that uses me on a daily basis on the street corner somewhere here in town on this east end to touch somebody and to heal somebody and to minister somebody. That woman that I ministered to up here on the street corner, she will never be the same again. Never be the same again. She got delivered right on the corner of, of, of the office building up there. I mean delivered. Not just a little delivered. Not, not just a little shake and quiver. I mean snot and tears delivered. Started falling out under the power of God. And I said, you can't do that right now. You can't do that right now. I said, stay with me. Stay with me. And we prayed her through. I mean, prayed her through. She will never be the same again. Drugs will never have a hold of her. Why? Because I went walking by her and the Holy Spirit said, mm-mm. Uh-uh, go get her. I turned around and I said, can I pray with you? And she looked at me, tear, big tears bubbled up in her eyes. And she said, yes, somebody needs to pray for me. And I said, that thing that you just came from doing, God wants to deliver you of it right now. And she says, how do you know? I said, because God told me. She started weeping and crying in tears. She emptied her pockets. And she said, I just bought this. Will you take it? I said, yeah, I'll take it. I said, I'm going to take it and destroy it right now. I said, but you stay right here. I'm going to pray with you. I went in the church. I didn't know what else to do with it. I flushed it down the toilet. I know that's not the right thing to do, but I had to do something to get rid of it. I wasn't going to keep it. Flushed it down the toilet, and I went back out, and she was still waiting on me. She was sitting on the, on the little windowsill out there waiting, and I thought, hmm, you just don't even know what's about to happen. It reminded me of sort of the woman at the well. That woman at the well didn't know what was about to hit her. She had no idea who she was even talking to. She thought he really needed to drink of real water. She didn't understand he was the living water. I started walking up from the office door to that, to that little window seal she was sitting on. I, thought, I said, God, show her who you are. So he started giving me all the things that he needed to tell me about her life that only she would know that it was God. Only she would know it was God about her childhood, about her life, about where she came from. She wept and cried. And in that moment, God delivered her. God healed her. God set her free. It was like she became an entirely different person. Her face literally changed before me. That, what I say when I believe God is going to wreck this city, I want to see God do that all over this city. I want to see God do that all over this city. How's he going to do that? If you and I would remember who he is, that he's that God every day, all day. He's the same God we read about in scripture. Some of you remember there's something I read. We're just going to flow where he is going today. There's something I've read a few times and I'm going to do it again today. I'm going to do it again today. My king. I can't, we've forgotten who he is. I believe the church has forgotten who he is. I believe that we, the reason we so casually worship him is we've forgotten how majestic he is, how all powerful he is. That when we have a need of $500, God, that's nothing to him. That, that when we're, we have a diagnosis of some kind, it's nothing to him. That when some crack addict walks the street corner up here that God said that's nothing for me he's the real breaker of chains are you hearing what I'm telling you we have got to remember who he is and he is all powerful almighty God above all else besides him there is no other and we've got to believe who he is that that's what enables you and I to give him the praise that he deserves the reason that I shout the way that I do or the, maybe the reason Ramona shouts the way she is is because I know what it is like for God to show up in the worst of times and situations. And every time I have needed him, he shows up. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you, what a man wrote. It's powerful. But I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I don't want you just to sit and listen to these words. I want you to worship him and praise him because he's your king. He's your king. In fact, Father, right now, I pray that you would release your anointing on our ears. 
Father, that you would unlock the very soul and spirit of every man, woman in this place online on TV right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, that you would allow worship and praise to come from without of us. Lord, that we would have a revelation of who you are as our King of kings and our Lord of lords. That we would have revelation that you're the same God that I read about. You're the same God that we read about in Scripture that is here in this midst right now to move on our behalf. You're the same deliverer that delivered your people out of bondage. You're the same God that is with us today. The same God that, that delivered the three Hebrew boys is the same God that is here today. The same God that, that healed and delivered the woman with the issue of blood is the same God that is here today. The same God that, that delivered Paul and Silas out of, out of prison is the same God that is here today. The same God that, 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 that gave the, uh, Paul such an encounter on the road to Damascus is the same God that is in this place today. So Father, I, I break and I bind every spirit of religion. We break and we bind every, every spirit of the enemy today that will be at work to try to blind and hinder the people of God and what revelation you want us to get and what praise that you want to be unlocked from within this place today. I pray now in the name of Jesus. I pray right now in the name of Jesus and we give you glory and we give you honor and we give you praise for it. In Jesus, your mighty name. In Jesus, your mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Now worship him as I read this to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My king was born king. The Bible says that he is the seven-way king. That he's the king of the Jews. That he's the king of Israel. That he's the king of righteousness. That he's the king of ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. I wonder, do you know him? I wonder, do you really know my king? Don't try to mislead me. Do you know my king? David said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. My king is the only one whom there are no means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his shoreless supplies. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. Well, my king, he's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He stands alone in himself. He's august and he's unique. I said, my king, he's unparalleled. My king is unprecedented. My king is supreme. My king is preeminent. Well, my king, he is, according to the word of God, he is the loftiest idea in all of literature. He's the highest personality in all of philosophy. My king is the supreme problem in higher criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. That's my king. Listen to me. My king, he's the miracle of the age. And he's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. Well, he's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously. Do you hear that? He is the only one that is able to supply all of our needs 
simultaneously at the same time, meaning at this very moment while we worship, he's the only one, think about that, the, uh, out of all the gods that some people worship, he's the only one, he, well, number one, he's the only real God, but he's the only God that can, can hear you and I and do what we need him to do all at the same time, something different for each one. Think about that. He's the only one that, who, who can supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and for the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He's strong and he guides. He heals the sick and he cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners and he discharges debtors. He delivers the captives and he defends the feeble. He blesses the young and he serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek. Do you know him, my king? Do you know my king? Well, my king is the king of knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. My king is the doorway to deliverance. My king, he's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. My king is the highway of holiness and he's the gateway of glory. He's the master of the mighty and he's the captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes and he's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of the governors. He's the prince of all princes. He's the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. That's my king, yes, that's my king. My king, listen to me. My king, his office is manifold. My king, his promise is always sure. His light is matchless. And his goodness is limitless. My king, his mercy is everlasting and his love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could really describe him to you. I wish I could find the words to describe him, but he's really indescribable. He, he's indescribable. Yes, he is. He's in comprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I'm trying to tell you the heavens of heavens cannot even contain him. The heavens of heavens cannot even contain him, let alone any man try to explain him. You can't get him out of your mind and you can't get him out of your hand. You can't, out, you can't outlive him and you can't live without him. Let me tell you my king, my king, well, the Pharisees, they could not stand him, but they found they could not kill him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't, couldn't get their testimonies to a degree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him and the grave could not hold him. Yes, that's my king, my king. He always has been and he always will be. I'm talking about he has no predecessor and he'll have no successor. Are you hearing me? He has no predecessor and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not gonna resign. That's my king, that's my king. Thine, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Well, all the power belongs to my king. We're all around here talking about power and this power and that power, but it's God's power. Thine is the power and the glory. Thine is the power and the glory forever and ever and ever, amen. Hallelujah, he has always been and he always will be. He has no predecessor, listen to that again, and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him and there'll be nobody after him. You can't impeach him and he's not gonna resign. That's my king, that's my king. I wonder, do you know him? 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 I'm asking you, do you really know him? Do you really know him like that? Do you really know him like that? 
He's real power. He's real might. He's real glory. He's real honor. He's real deliverance. He's real salvation. He's everything. He's everything that we'll ever stand in need of. Hallelujah. None will come after him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He is the one and the only King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the great I am. He is the great I am. See, that's why I believe in Acts chapter 16. That, that, that chapter I mentioned earlier during worship. When Paul and Silas begin to praise him. They understood there was nobody like their God. They understood that, 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 that God they, that they served didn't look anything like the situation that they were in. That they were in a situation that didn't look like God. But they knew in whom the God that they served. And that's why in Acts, Acts, Acts chapter 16 it says that about midnight they began to sing songs and hymns of praise. They started telling God who he was. Are you hearing me? They, they started reminding God of who he was. They just started worshiping him. God, you're good. You're the chain breaker. You're a miracle worker. You're my promise keeper. Lord, you're my light in my darkness. My God, that is who you are. They just begin to worship. It didn't make any sense. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? That there's oftentimes our worship won't make sense. Our praise often shouldn't make any sense based on where we are based on where, what our need is that sometimes people will look at me and think how in the world is he worshiping God when he's faced with that kind of a thing it doesn't make sense but it makes sense to me because I know in whom the God that I call upon and that's why the Bible says that about midnight they begin to sing songs and hymns of praise I don't have time to go into it but some of you might remember in Acts chapters or, or, or in, in Psalms chapter 114 115 116 clear through 118 and 119 they begin to sing Paschal hymns these old Hebrew hymns that you'll find in Psalms. And it was as they began to sing the words of Psalms, things started happening. Why did things start happening? Because they knew in whom the God that they praised. They knew that the God they sung about was bigger than the prison they were in. They knew that the God that they were worshiping was bigger than the temporary prison that they were in. And the Bible says that they were in the inner prison, a prison within a prison, a dark place, a difficult place, a place they can't get out of easily, a place they can't get, get freed from easily. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? And so yet they still begin to give God praise. Yet they still begin to give God praise. If you and I could begin to give God praise, the, the, the people that I said earlier that really need our prayers, a part of our church today that aren't here, if we could just begin to give God praise in spite and, and on behalf of them, if we could give God praise on behalf of Angela and, and Cynthia, if we could give God praise on behalf of mom today, if we could give God praise on behalf of Scott today, if we give, could give God praise today on behalf of Jamie, if we could give God praise on behalf of Scott and Michelle today, if we could give God praise on behalf of people who need us to stand in the gap, let alone if we could give God praise in spite of where we are right now, that it could look like a prison, but I'll praise you anyhow. I'll praise you anyhow. I'll worship you anyhow. It doesn't make sense based on where I am, but I'm going to praise you anyhow because I believe in the God that you are. That's why earlier when we were singing, I believe that you're my healer. I believe that you are all I need. I believe that you're my portion. I believe that you are everything that I, I have need of. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? It's saying that I believe above all else. I believe beyond what I'm facing. Are you hearing me? When I sing that, I sing that not just for me, but for our city. I sing it for our nation. Lord, I believe that you are healer. Lord, I believe that you're our portion. Lord, I believe that you are everything that we need. It's not a new president. It's not another one. But Lord, it is you that we need. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? 
It, 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 there is not one man or one woman that will save this nation. It is only Jesus Christ that will save this nation. Hallelujah. It, it is not one man or one woman that will change our city. It is Jesus Christ who will change our city. It is not one man or woman that will change a church. It is Jesus Christ that will change a church. It is not another man or a woman you need in your marriage. It is Jesus Christ that will change your marriage. Oh, I'm preaching good to you now. It is not another doctor that you need. It is Jesus Christ. Christ that you and I need. We have gotten our eyes off of the course and we keep looking for the new thing and the next thing. All the churches have become is becoming the newest and the hippest and the next coolest thing. Away with your smoke and away with your lights and away with your cute outfits and away with all of our dumb silly things we do to try to be cool. When Jesus is more than enough. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? I said Jesus is more than enough. He is enough. Him dying on the cross was enough 2,000 years ago and it is still enough today. I don't need to have cute TVs on the wall. I don't need to dress in jeans and holy pants and wear flip-flops to have cool people come to church. Jesus is enough. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? Jesus was enough for that woman on the street corner this week and he's enough for you and I this morning. That's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that we serve today. That is my King. That is my King. But my question to the church is what I said over and over and over again when we read that. Do you know him? Do you, do you know him? Do you know him? I mean, do you know him? Let me put it this way. Do you, do you know him? in a way of which I just described. Like that kind of way. That kind of in, intimate means, do you really know him like that? Why am I saying that? Because there's a whole lot of church people that don't know him like that. A whole lot of church people that don't know him like that. The reason... I can shout and praise God. And the reason that sometimes I can dance a little jig is because I know him like that. That I know him that there's no one that came before him and there'll be nobody after him. That I know him that he is my portion. And I know him that he is all that I ever need. I know him that when I'm sick, he's my healer. And when I'm in need, he's my provider. I know that when everyone else abandons and walks away, he is my best friend. My best friend. He's the one you can rely on that'll never walk away. He, he is the doctor that I'll never be able to find on earth because he is the great physician. Are you hearing me? He is the great physician. And so I, I worship him so desperately because I know that he is all that I need. It's not another doctor that I need because he is the physician of all physicians. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you really know him like that? That's my king. Do you know him? Do you know him? I'm asking you that and I'm asking everybody that's online right now. Everybody that watches on TV, do you know him like that? It's easy to give salvation message calls whenever we have the evangelists in town and we've got a bunch of unsaved folks among us, but we get real nervous when we start doing that among so-called church people, but there's a whole lot of church people that are going to die and go to hell because you don't know him like that. I, I could care less that you said a cute little sinner's prayer ages ago, and yet you don't know him like that. You should know him like that. And if you don't know him like that, I'm here to give you a rude awakening. There is hell. It's a real place, and you're about to head there. I'm telling you right now. It is a real place, and there's a whole lot of so-called church people that are going to fill it. Baptists and Methodists and Pentecostals alike. I'm telling you the honest to God's truth. Presbyterian, Lutheran, and Catholic. Every denomination you can ever think. Churches who have cute lights and smoke and pastors who preach in jeans are going to be in that place called hell. Yeah. 
Yeah. Pastors in suits and who are on TV are going to be in that place called hell. You don't hear me preach like this too often, but today is your day because it is a real place. Do you know him like that? And if you don't know him and the means that I just described, and I said over and over, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? That's what he's trying to get you to the place where you know him like that, where you can abandon yourself and look as crazy as sometimes maybe me and Ramona do all by our lonesome because I know what it is to know him. When I got done leading that girl, taking her through deliverance, I took her through deliverance and then I led her in a sinner's prayer. And then I said, are you ready to go to rehab? Because I said, if we don't fix what caused you to get into this, that's why she ain't here today. I said, if we don't, we don't fix what's really wrong in you, the Bible says these demons will go back sevenfold. So I said, I wanna make sure that you get whole. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. She said, yes, I am. I said, sit here one minute. Back in the church, called up a friend of mine at a recovery center, and I said, "I'm just wondering if you happen to have a bed." So this is an emergency. I just took her through deliverance. She just accepted Jesus as Savior, but I need to make sure she's whole. He said, "What's the?" I gave her the information. He said, "Yeah, where is she?" I, said, I told him where she was. He said, "I can have someone there in 45 minutes." I said, "I'll wait. I'll wait. She's in recovery right now. Why?" because I didn't want to put a band-aid on a broken arm. Send her back out into the street and say, well, just know God's enough. No, no, no. I wanted to send her to a place because she could understand what went wrong and who God is so she can know that he's more than enough. So she doesn't come back out trying to prostitute herself to feel like more than enough. To feel like more than enough right here in our streets, in our neighborhood of this church, by the time I had gotten to her, she had already been with three men. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? People like that in our streets, they need to know that there is Jesus, but they don't know that there is a Jesus like that that cares because we, the church people, don't know him like that. That's true. Yeah. People need to know that, we need to know Jesus like that so we can show somebody that Jesus is like that, that he'll come to you at the well, at the wrong time of day with the wrong kind of people. That's just who Jesus was, away with us thinking we're better than somebody else. Come on, away with all of that, where we can just realize I'm gonna get down and dirty with the best of them. Prostitute or not, I sat there right on the side of that office building. I thought, let people say what they're gonna say. Let them think the preacher's trying to get the hook up. Shame on you. Shame on you that you don't know me any better than that. You and your gossiping, nasty tongue. Right? Right? Because that's what a lot of church people would think. But my king, my king sat at a well with a woman he wasn't supposed to. And I, he said, I have something that you will never thirst again. That's the king I know. That's the king I know. Do you know him like that? So my challenge to you is simply going to be, if you don't know him by the way in which I've described him, or you're not sure, and I'm not even playing around, not even, that if you're not even really sure you know him, or you just say, I want to know him like that. Yeah, I prayed a prayer, but I want to know him like you're saying then why are you still sitting there? I'm telling you, why are you still sitting there? Get up here now. Every person online, you better just type out, that's me, that's me. You don't need to say anything more. That's me, that's me. I want to know him like that. I want to know him like that. I'm not playing around. I don't care who we are. I don't care how saved other people might think we are. I don't care how long we've come to church. I'm not any of those things. I'm so done. I mean, look at this. Here's Lois, one of the elders of this house. Treasurer of the church member of our staff she said I want to make sure I know him like that that's what I'm talking about right there that's what I'm talking about that kind of humility we're, we're, we're preachers I, I, I talked to Pastor Michael Rowan the other day it's the high time that preachers start getting saved preachers start getting saved I'm telling you Brother Don you know what I'm talking about there are preachers in the pulpit that I believe are not saved they're not saved they don't know him like we just read they don't know him like we just read. 
They're trying to lead people to Jesus and they're wondering why things aren't happening. It's because they themselves don't, they can't lead us to someone that they themselves don't know. I want to know today, do you know him? Do you know your king like I just said? Do you know the king that we just read about? See, there's more people. There are people online. There are people on TV. You're sitting on your couch and the Holy Ghost is all over you. Tears are streaming down your face like that. There are people in this room. Tears have been streaming down your face. And you say, I want to know him like that. I want to be able to be like that. There are people in this room. The reason why you're crying is because God wants to be able to use you to be able to minister to a prostitute like I did up here on the street corner. But he wants you to do it. I'll do it. But he wants you to do it. But he wants to show you who he is like that. He wants you to know him. This is an hour of real repentance right now. Where we've been serving God in our complacency and our lukewarmness. Sister Ramona, that word you gave earlier, it wasn't just about getting up and worshiping. It was about being lukewarm. God said, if you either be hot or cold, he said, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So while you're standing there, take a moment just to tell him, just start repenting. You're sorry that you haven't known him the way you know you should. You're sorry you, you've been lukewarm. You haven't been tenacious in your, in your walk with him and your pursuit of him. Oh, Jesus. See, this is better right here than any message I could ever preach to you today. Right here, this is what God wants to accomplish. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to know him like that. I want to know my king like that. I want to know my king like that. I want to know my king like that. Hallelujah. We're going to pray in just a couple seconds. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. It's going to be a prayer where we're going to repent of just being lukewarm. Where we're going to repent that we haven't known the king, how he wants us to know him. We're going to get reintroduced. And I believe a real fire. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. What a way to go into Pentecost Sunday. And I'm not talking about some cute little message. I'm talking about the awesome, powerful fire of God. Let's pray for the folks that aren't here. Let's pray for sickness and people that are in the hospital today. And let's believe that next Sunday, the real Pentecost fire of God will fall in this place. Why? Why? Because, because we, 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 we found out who our king is. We came to an understanding. His real fire can fall on us in this place. Now. Are you ready to know him? I'm telling you, I want this to be different than any other sinner's prayer you've ever prayed. This is about you and I getting right with God. This is about you and I being the church that God has called us to be. This is it, you and I carrying the fire of God with us. This is about you and him, know, you and I knowing him the way he wants us to know him. That, that thing I just read, that's my king. We'll put it up on the church website. We're going to put it up on our church Facebook page later so that every one of you can, can just get to know him that way. You can get to know your king. But we're going to pray right now. And we're going to pray this prayer. We're going to pray it out loud and real loud. I don't believe in this. Everyone bow your head and close your eyes and all this nonsense. We've made salvation way too easy. We made repenting too comfortable. No, 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 no. I, I don't believe that because the Bible says if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. So if you're, if you're too ashamed to come forward before God, he said, I'll be ashamed of you, for I never knew you. So if we're going to pray this prayer out loud, every one of us, and real loud. Together, me included in this place, I want to know him more. I want to know him. I want the fire that I have to spread to you. I want the fire that you carry to spread to other people. So that's why we're going to pray this out loud and real loud. You're about to be introduced to your king. The devil didn't want it. The reason the devil was restricting your worship today, he didn't want this moment to come. <laughs> but the king that we serve, he, he's a deliverer. He's a chain breaker. He was a miracle worker. So we're going to pray this. Are you ready? I said, we're going to pray this. Are you ready? Out loud and real loud. Now pray that heavenly father, I need you right now. I'm sorry. I've been lukewarm. I'm sorry. I haven't known you. I want to know you. I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to be my king, my deliverer, my healer, my helper, my everything that I will ever need.
forgive me for serving you so little and with such little. But from this day until my last, burn in me with Holy Ghost fire. Say that again. From this day until my last, burn in me with Holy Ghost fire. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Father, I pray right now for your church people in the front of this place. God, as we worship, I want you just to worship God right now. Father, as we worship and we call upon your name, Father, I pray that you'd begin to introduce them. Begin to introduce them, God, to who you are. God, begin to introduce them, Lord, to the king that you really are. The king that, yes, we read about, but God, that king in a brand new way. God, bring them to a deeper place, a, a, a more spacious place in you. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them in brand new ways and unthinkable ways. Father, I pray that you would do the unthinkable God that you would do the unsearchable within them God I pray that you would be their deliverer right now in the name of Jesus Father I pray that in every area that they have not known you God I pray that they would begin to worship you with tenacity God I pray that they would begin to praise you with tenacity God I pray in every area Lord where they've been sitting back and sitting down I pray that God they would sit up and stand up and be accounted for God I, I call them from the back and to the front in the name of Jesus I pray that the very spirit of the living God within them would be awakened. I pray that the very fire of God within them would be awakened. That everything that the enemy has done to try to thwart and abort the very blessings and fire of God within them. I rebuke you devil in the name of Jesus. We command you to loose your hold off of God's church as they have recommissioned themselves before heaven today. That they are, they are, they are torch bearers. They are carrying the very fire and glory of God. And when they leave this place today they're going to know their king when they leave this place today that God they are going to be arm repairs for the mighty gospel of Jesus Christ that they are going to be torch bearers in the name of Jesus and so devil we rebuke you we rebuke your hold off of the house of God and off of the worship that goes from this place and every church that is represented we rebuke the very plans and purposes and blueprints of the devil right now and I command right now that every area that the enemy has been working on your life and over your life I command him to loose his hold right now in the name of Jesus we rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus you devil you devil you foul spirit you you foul the spirit of the, uh, of the of the enemy even in Acts chapter 16 the Bible says that there that there was a woman with a spirit of divination a spirit of Python that was squeezing her. I rebuke that very spirit that has been trying to squeeze the life out of you and squeeze the joy out of you and squeeze the peace out of you and, and, and squeeze you to will. It almost felt like you were suffocating. I rebuke the plan of the enemy off of you right now. And I command that spirit right now to loose its hold off of this house, off of everyone in the front of this room right now. You foul devil, you have messed with the wrong people for the wrong season and for the last time. But we declare this being a day of liberation and that this will be a day of victory in the name of Jesus. That we will never be the same again. That we will know our King. That we will know our King in the goodness that He is. In the power that He is in the name of Jesus. I give you glory and honor and praise and thanks right now for how powerful you are, how great you are, how awesome you are, how loving you are, and how redemptive you are right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now say this, I will never be the same again. Say it again. I will never be the same again. I want you to declare it one more time like you really mean it. I will never be the same again. Amen. Hallelujah. Give God a praise in this place today. I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. I will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will never be the same again. Whew. My God, my God, my God. I will never be the same again. Whew. I will never be the same. Look at that. People online getting right with God. 
People on TV are getting right with God. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. So when we come back into the house of God for next Sunday, for Pentecost Sunday, should be the most celebrated Sunday in all of church beyond Easter, beyond uh, Christmas. I'm telling you, it should be the most rocking service of the year in every church. Pentecost Sunday. We overlook it. We over- I know it's not popular in a lot of churches. It should be. It really should be. Pentecost Sunday. The day the, church, the day the church grew exponentially. Thousands of people got saved that day. I want you to come next Sunday expecting. I want you to pray for the people who are out today who need God to move on their behalf. Pray and believe God that next Pentecost Sunday we'll see God touch and that the real fire of God would move and fall in the lives of people. We're going to pray a prayer over your tithe, your offering as people give online and we give in this place. We'll send you with a great big God bless you. I know next week is Memorial Day weekend, but it's still Pentecost Sunday. It's still Pentecost Sunday. Picnics will happen after the fire falls. Picnics will happen after the fire falls. Hallelujah. We're going to pray over your offering, your tithe. Believe God to increase and multiply it. Back to you as you give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Ramona. Sister Ramona, will you come and pray over our offering? Close us in prayer. Hallelujah. If you have your tithe offering, get in your hand, squeeze it. We'll lift it before God and believe Him for increase and multiplication. I'd like to thank God for showing up this morning. He's an awesome God. He's worthy. When He said that He would never leave us or forsake us, that was true. He's always with us all the time. But I'd like to thank God for Fresh Fire, for the Lord leading me here. I love you guys. (laughs) And God has truly grown me here. But I'd like to thank God uh, for your offering and what you can and what you cannot give. But we thank God for this day. We pray that God will multiply our finances abundantly so much that he would knock our socks off as usual <laughs> well i like to thank god for today his word the worship the praise